The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Ring, the most important show about boxing, with your host, David Diaz. Get ready for four rounds of sports talk in one hour, with an emphasis on boxing, both amateur and professional. Now, here's your host, former boxing great, David Diaz. Welcome, welcome everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Outside the Ring. I am your host, 1996 U.S. Olympian and former WBC lightweight champion of the world, David Diaz. If you're into boxing, MMA, or any other sports in general, you've cut, tuned into the right place. Outside the Ring is being brought to you by VoiceAmericaSports.com. We have quite a few things we're going to cover here today. Uh, obviously, we were in a little... Last week, we didn't have a show because we had um, Thanksgiving going on. Had a great time there with uh, family and friends. Um, but during that time, there was two fights that took place. The first one was the Chavez-Manfredo fight. We're going to be discussing about that and uh, giving my input on how much uh, Chavez Jr. has progressed in, in, in fighting. He's, he's actually got um, uh, Freddie Roach uh, in his corner. He looked very chiseled for that fight. And um, this past uh, weekend, we had the alvarez uh, Cintron fight, Canelo versus Cintron, um, a pre-Puerto uh, Rican and Mexican uh, a fight that's going to be coming up to uh, this weekend's uh, fight with um, Margarito and Cotto. And we're also going to be discussing the Alvarez-Cintron fight on how Alvarez did and what Cintron could have done and everything in between. And like I said before, we're going to discuss about the Margarito and, and Cotto um fight coming up there's big animosity between these two guys they really do not like each other at all um obviously Cotto because of what he thinks um Margarito has done Margarito just adamantly de denies it and he feels that he's he's done uh, he's beat him the, the right way but I'm also very excited because um I'm gonna have uh my friend my carnal uh one of my Olympian brothers uh, Fernando El Feroz Vargas is going to be with us later on. We're going to be discussing with him of what he's doing, where he is, where he is at now, and what he plans to do in the future. You know, so we're going to, we're going to be touching on all of that later on in, in, in the show. But first, I want to introduce, uh, my guest co-host for today. Um, he's a very good friend of mine. Um, we've been, uh, great friends for uh, at least 11, 12 years now, and he's an awesome cat. He's uh, my friend, uh, Larry Bruick. Hey, Larry, say hello to everybody for me. Hey, David. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Uh, just want to take a second and congratulate you on the show. I know uh, it's your second show and very proud of what you've been able to do and um, just happy to be here. I'm flattered you asked me to, to guest co-host today and uh, just proud of what you're doing on this new path. So 
I got to say too, I do feel a little responsible for it uh, for you for you <laughs> starting on this path because uh, I've always told you you have a a, a face for radio. Uh, so <laughs> my dad would love that joke. So I'm yeah, sure. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure but I did want to call in last time, last week, if you if anybody was listening and and yeah. heard at the end, he said Larry was on hold. Uh, but didn't get to me. You chose to to stay on the phone the whole time. So I appreciate that, and I'm glad I could get on show too. But but you got to elaborate and tell everybody what happened because I'm me and Tanya were still laughing about it because it was hilarious the way you uh, explained it to me of what happened. So let everybody know how how it went down on that call. Well, I just happened to be working, you know, because I I work a job. Uh, so I was I was working and I got off of uh, a meeting at 2:45 and was able to call in because you had told me you uh, you wanted to have me call in so I call in and I'm waiting I'm waiting and uh, so I'm on the phone and all of a sudden the music cuts in and I can I can hear it and now it's now I think I'm live so you say oh I got a great friend of mine on the phone I want to just talk with him a little bit and uh, so I'm like yo David and you said and Marcus how are you doing so it wasn't even me that was on the line so uh, it was a little embarrassing. Yeah, but I, it was hilarious. We're still laughing about that. Everybody, when we see you, you know, we make fun of you with that. But we, it was a good time. Yeah, um, it was. How did, how did uh, you have your uh, past your Thanksgiving, brother? Uh, my Thanksgiving was uh, was stuck in the recliner. My, uh, I, I was watching some football, had some beers, and uh, just watched some good games and uh, didn't get bothered much. My in-laws were, uh, were at the house upstairs, and I was downstairs by myself. <laughs> uh, you know, just trying to avoid them because you know the difference between in-laws and outlaws, right? Yeah, no. What is that? Let everybody know. <laughs> outlaws are wanted. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. That that's pretty too. Also, you talking about in-laws? I gotta, I gotta say hi to my father-in-law, and my mother-in-law who are, are listening to the show right now. Uh, my father-in-law just went through surgery uh, on his rotator cuff. I had, uh, we had a little incident about about a week ago where. He was like trying to try me. He's like, man, David, I could take you on. So I'm like, hey, listen, man, I'm, I'm outside of the ring right now. I mean, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to body slam you. I'm going to punch you. I'm going to, you know. So I ended up getting him and I put him down and I grab him with an arm bar, bro. And I'm just like hanging in him. And then he's tapping out. He finally tapped out. I was like, you see, dude, just because this Mexican's small, don't think you can just push up on him. So what happens, fast forward to uh, a week later, He's got to go for surgery and that rotator cuff, and that's where he's at right now, just relaxing at home and listening to the show. Sorry, you sure, uh, you sure that's the way that went, huh, David? I'm positive that w- that's the way it went, brother. Okay. He might say the other way different, that he messed it up by putting up drywall or something like that, but it, it had to be the, the, wrestling, the wrestling move that I did. Yeah, I got news for you. I, I know Armando pretty well, and I, I, I question that, that version. Oh, well, let, let's move on. Let, um. Everybody, um, well, a lot of people don't know that uh, when I, I, I took my uh, championship fight, you had a, 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 big, a big implement in that um, and encouraged me to take that fight. We were actually in Florida. Larry and I and the, the wives were, were out in Florida vacationing, and we were having a good old time. Uh, you know, what you do in vacation is drink and enjoy food and everything, and I, I get a call. And it's a, a call for for a championship fight against uh, uh, Jose Armando Santa Cruz. And, and when I told everybody there who was there it was just my wife, um, Larry, and and his wife. And we were all there gathered, and we just stood quiet for a moment. And then, what did you tell me, Larry? 
Well, the big thing was it was it was on short notice. So uh, I know you know your first uh, your first title fight like that, the, a major title. You wanted to uh, make sure it was the right situation. So I know we were talking about it a little bit and said, man, opportunities like this don't come around too much. So let's make sure we jump on it, and uh, and you did. Yeah, we sure did, and uh, ended up going to uh, uh, fighting for the title in Vegas and um, stopping Jose Armando Santa Cruz, which is he was a great fighter, uh, a good ju- a good guy. And uh, we ended up taking um, the, the title from him. Um, I also uh, want to talk to you about what I did during the the, the week of, of the Thanksgiving. Um, I uh, I went to, I, I don't know if everybody knows uh, this prep bowl game that, that we have here in uh, the Chicagoland area. It's the Catholic League versus the Chicago Public League. And um, I was invited there by my, by my friend uh, Kenny McReynolds to... Uh, be introduced and give a speech out to the kids at, at the dinner for the prep bowl um, the past Monday. And um, I went there and I, I gave a speech of, you know, telling them to play hard and um, to, you know, to go out there and win because they did not know at the time where their game was going to be played at. They, they didn't know if it was going to be played at Gately Stadium or at Soldier Field. You know, for high school kids, that's a big, that's a big uh, uh, jump. You know, uh, most of the times they're, they're done at the Soldier Field, but this time they were having issues and everything with it. But they ended up having it at, at Soldier Field, and it was a, a great experience. Um, Larry, I don't know if you watched it, the, the show, but um, it was it was a pretty good game. Um, Catholic League uh, versus the Public League. I'm a public school uh, product, and you, my friend, are? Catholic League, baby, all day. Weber High School, <laughs> Red Pride. Yeah, yeah, okay. So whatever. who won that game, David? Um, I believe, uh, I, um, the Catholic League ended up winning. Uh, congratulations mm. to them guys. They, they pulled it out at the end. It was a nice tight game. They were running at it. And, and, um, you know, the problem was that the, uh, high, uh, public league, uh, quarterback was, uh, got injured and he was pulled out, you know? So, I mean, that other than that, I think, uh, the public league would have won. Yeah, well, I I did get a chance to tune into it, so it was I uh, thought it was a really good game, and thought you did uh, did all right. I, I, uh, somebody asked me the other day if uh, what what I thought of you as a as a broadcaster, and I said ah, as a broadcaster, I think he's a great boxer. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, no, you did yeah. the one thing you kind of embarrassed yourself a little bit when you said uh, right after the quarterback got hurt, you said, "Oh, Simeon's defense is holding them in this game. They've been really tight. They've been tight. Boom, they go for like an eighty-yard pass." Yes, they do. They do. That was, and I, and I publicly said it out in the, on air. I was like, look at this. I'm talking and then they go around and do something else. <laughs> um, you know, also, um, I wanted to give a special thanks to, uh, Kenny McReynolds, Fred, uh, Weintraub and, um, Jim Blaney because those were the people that, that helped me and encouraged me to, uh, to go out and, and, and do this, uh, um, uh, TV, TV broadcasting thing. And um, the MeTV crew, man, they are awesome, man. They work real hard. So you really, I, I got to understand what, what goes into a production for, for TV. I'm, I'm doing radio right now. It's, uh, it's pretty, like, easy for me, but I'm pretty sure the people at production over there at Voice America are, are, are helping me sound good, and I appreciate that a lot. Um, I think we're going to go to Armando Ramirez. I believe he's on hold and he wants to talk. Armando? <clears throat> yeah, how you doing, David? Hey, how you doing, brother? Thanks for calling into the show. I'm you a and... big fan of yours, you know. 
Oh I'm man, from Nebraska. Oh, from Nebraska. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man! Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Um, I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Uh, we're, we're actually going to have a uh, one of my friends um, from the Olympic team, Fernando Vargas, calling later on. So make sure you're tuned in. Um, okay. And and um, make sure you uh, follow me on Twitter, brother, because uh, I'm going to be I'm on there as well. And uh, check out my website. I appreciate okay. your call, man. Thanks for putting it down for uh, Rafa. Uh, ya sabes, viejo, siempre. <laughs> All right, man. All right, Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Um, Feel a little left yeah, also, yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes you know, I get fans that they call me and want to say hello. So it's it, it was uh, pretty touching, and I appreciate that a lot. I just might need a translator um, next time, David. Uh, oh yeah, you're my Miklo, right? You're That's my right. Miklo who can't ta- can't can't speak Spanish. <laughs> I mean English. <laughs> um, hey. We got to talk about something that happened over the weekend, um, Sunday, man, uh, with our Bears, dude. We we got to. Uh, how how do you feel about that? How do you feel about Caleb Haney's performance on 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 the field? I mean, we're not pros at this. We're just fans speaking out. Um, should be should we be worried, Larry? Yeah, you know, I I think he had to work himself into the game. You know, I think he got to work some of those butterflies out. He made a couple of bad choices, but second half, I felt like he was starting to pull it back together a little bit. I don't know that he's the answer. I mean, I don't know that we're going to make it to the Super Bowl with him, but if he can manage the game long enough to hopefully get Cutler back, which now Cutler's saying he's not sure he's even going to be back, but uh, if we can manage uh, to win, pull off a couple wins and at least get in the playoffs, you know, it's anybody's game. Yeah, I believe so too. I mean, all he had to do for me from, like I said, just looking at it was try not to go all crazy like the way he did. I think we would have been okay. I think his... uh out of everything that he did wrong, I mean, I could pass, you know, the interceptions or whatever, the the the, the downing the the down in the fourth quarter. I mean, he messed it up. I mean, that he should have known what what to do. Um, so, you know, um, I want to talk a little bit. Well, we're gonna have um, Fernando. Obviously, everybody knows we're gonna have Fernando on later on in the show. Um, so you can call into the show at eight 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 three four six ninety one forty four, or you can send your question and comments. Uh, to me by clicking on Facebook or Twitter link. And um, later on, uh, oh, we have uh, only two minutes left. So that that's not bad. That's not bad. And um, we're going to have Fernando. We're going to be talking everything we can with, with Fernando, of course, and uh, finding out what he's up to, what he's doing. Obviously, talk to him about his uh, his uh, um, star uh, at, at Vegas. He got a star and the Walk of Fame, man. So I'm pretty sure he's pretty stoked about it and, and proud of it. So um, definitely stay tuned. We are going to be uh, talking to Fernando, like I said, later on. And um, the next show, we're going to be going into a, a commercial break. And um, stay in tune for my thoughts on the Chavez Manfredo and Albert Citron fight in our next segment called The Outcome. We'll be back with your calls as well. So stay tuned. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. 
In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. We're back, and you're listening to Outside the Ring. This segment is called The Outcome. I first want to start off by, by talking about the Chavez-Manfredo fight. We also are going to discuss later on in the show the Alvarez-Cintron fight. But first of all, I want to go into the, the, the Chavez Jr. and Manfredo fight. Um, did you get to check that fight out there? Yeah, you know, I did. I thought it was... Uh... A good fight, you know. I think uh, I, I really liked uh, Manfredo in that fight. I thought I'm, I'm not a huge Chavez fan. Um, I I, I, thought, I saw him fight on your undercard in Chicago, and at that time he was a kind of a skinny kid, and uh, I thought he really filled in well recently. And in this fight, he seemed to look pretty chiseled. But uh, I liked Manfredo going into the fight until I saw Lawrence Cole be the uh, the referee there because I knew that I probably wasn't going to go so hot for him at that point. No, well, you know what, Larry? Um, I have to disagree with you. I think uh, Chavez looked a lot better than he has before. Um, I, he was more patient a little bit. Now, uh, a lot of people tend to talk about it and, and want to see this uh, this kid like just blossom into what what his father was. And that's one thing that a lot of people got to understand that uh, it, it's not going to happen. He's not going to be that 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 stalker of a, of a fighter of a lion that that his his father was because it's two different breeds. I mean, uh, Chavez Jr. I mean, Chavez Sr. had numerous fights of high caliber fights, whereas Chavez Jr. is just learning how to um, box, fight professionally. He he didn't have no amateur background whatsoever, and he jumped in there. Yes, I, I, I granted at first two, I was like, well, he's just up there because of the name. And of course, he did that. But I think now that Freddie Roach is, is in his corner and helping him out, he looked a little bit more patient, a little bit more uh, uh, lateral movement type of fighter. Um, I, I think he did a, a great job in, in controlling the fight. But don't you think maybe a little too patient? I mean, it just seemed like it was you were just waiting for him to get involved, and he just wasn't getting involved. It was a lot of, lot of outside fighting, a lot of jab and, and, and moving. And I don't know, just as a Mexican 
fighter, you just have <laughs> to have that that you know the the, the go ahead, and, and I just don't see it in him. Maybe it's coming, maybe it'll be there, but I just don't see it yet. Yeah, and and you got to understand too, though. I mean, this is a new style of fighting that he's doing now. Because before he was just going there, charging and and trying to fight. Now it's a little bit more movement. That's what Freddie Roach does. He he uh, implements that movement, not getting hit. So yeah, I understand about about him trying to enforce himself and just throw all out. But I'm pretty sure this kid wants to be in, in the sport for a while. So he's going to be uh, ducking and moving and everything. Um, I had uh, the first round was definitely a uh, 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 pace yourself. Let's see what you're doing. I gave that first round to Mafredo just because he was actually the one being the aggressor and, 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 and throwing the fights. But then after that, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, uh, Chavez started implementing what, what Freddie Roach was, was, uh, showing him how to do and, and moving back and forth and just countering on the guy. I had a 2-2 going into that round. And so, I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty close fight. Um, what'd you think about the stoppage, man? I know he got, he got rocked. He did the, did the rubber leg a little bit, but, uh, what'd you think about the stop? No, the stoppage was, uh, was well worth it, dude. I mean, I, I think, I think it was, it was right, uh, when the referee stepped in. I mean, and you've seen afterwards, and, 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 and Manfredo did not even complain. He said, all right, take me away, put me in the stool, and then just to relax, because I think he really hurt him. And, um, even though, um, he was slipping and moving, I think he was hurt, and then he finally, towards the end, he was about to hug him, but that's when Laura said, no, that, that's, that's enough, and um, I, I think it was the right call, bro. I, I yeah. really do. I just no, I looked at it as, you know, not a lot of those punches were landing. It was, he was kind of, you know, he was throwing a lot, but I don't think a lot was landing, uh, and to stop it, I don't know. Uh, you know, I was always a fan. I don't, know, I don't know if that went away or what, but I remember years ago, they would have like a standing eight count. I know, you know, standing eight count is the two different things when you get up after right. a knockdown, but also the, just the regular standing eight count where somebody's getting hurt and you give them that eight seconds counts as a knockdown. Did that go away? I, no, I don't think it's gone away. It all depends on where you fight, that they'll, they'll give you the standing eight counts. It, it all depends on, on the, the rules and regulations of, of that state. And um, I believe in, in, in Texas, there's no standing eight. And... Um, you you just go in there, and uh, basically it's a lot more of the safety issue that that goes into it that plays into the into the referee's mind as well, you know. So that that has to do a uh, um, a lot of things about it. But um, um, overall, how do, how do you though grade uh, Chavez's performance? I thought he I thought he stepped up from what he was before. I think if he continues to step up at that rate, I think he'll be good at some point. Uh, what has he got? Forty four or forty five fights under him now. <laughs> I believe so, man. I'm I not so, even yeah. sure. So, yeah. I mean, you think he'd be a little further along? I would think, but I know a lot of those are are short fights in Mexico. But uh, you know, I, I would think he'd be a little bit further than where he is. Right, exactly. And and then those those are things that they're grooming him, bro. The the real thing is that they're grooming him for bigger paydays and everything like that. So um, in, in saying grooming that, I mean, who do you think is next for for Chavez? I don't know, man. I, I think it's on a crash course for Canelo, though. You know, I mean, I think that's that's got to happen. I know that um, Sergio Martinez was ringside. That's um, exactly what I was going to tell you next, man. Dude, he was there Sergio, on ringside Sergio looking. Will pick him apart. Yes, I think that's too 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 early for for uh, for uh, Chavez Jr. to even consider that um, that fight. And I also think as well with Canelo. I think uh, Canelo's a. a, a a good boxer, he knows his uh, his craft. He's had amateur experience, 
So he can play on that and, and probably, uh, I think at this particular time and moment, if Chavez Jr. and Canelo were to fight, I think, uh, Canelo would, would, would win. I, I agree with you. What'd you think? We could move on to that fight, right? What'd you think of that fight? Oh, that, that was a good fight. I mean, uh, you could tell that, that in that fight, uh, Cintron was, was trying to, trying to pound on him, just like Manfredo did. Everybody goes in and tries to take it to, to, to the champion right away so they could test him. And, and I believe that that's what they should do to try to instill some fear. But I did not see Cintron like the Cintron of old. What did you I, think going I, into it, though? Did you think it was going to be that way, or did you think he was going to come back and be the old Cintron? No, definitely. Um, uh, based on his last fight, um, I, I did not see uh, uh, Cintron doing, doing much. Um, I did not see him going past eighth round. So um, I, I definitely think um, um, this was a step up for Alvarez, who's, who's, who's doing good, but it's also uh, a diminished Cintron that he fought. Yeah. So um, you got to think to you know, imagine. I mean, I think Chavez. In you know, if he was just standing by himself, I think the Mexican fans would would get around him. But I think, you know, when you look at at Canelo's style, that's what people are looking for. That's the you know that's what I was just talking right. about is the come and, forward. And I was to, just, you know and, get on the inside, and I just think that it's un, you know it's unfair kind of to Chavez because he's not going to get to that level other than with his dad's name, you know. Right, exactly, and that's funny that you say that because yeah, you're right. I, I watch both fights, and um, like I said in the beginning, he, uh, Chavez Jr. is not is not gonna. I doubt he's gonna be like his father in that sense of a of a take it to the guy. But Canelo is doing that right now, so it's a funny that you say that because I was thinking the exact same thing when I when I watched the uh, uh, the Canelo uh, fight, and I seen it, I was like, man, you know, he he's going in there and throwing punches. And stalking, stalking Cintron, just like uh, uh, Chavez Senior used to do, yeah. you know. So that that you know, and they and they're like I said before, they're talking about um, uh, uh, Chavez Alvarez. But who do you think would be next for uh, for uh, Alvarez? I don't know. Uh, I heard Alvarez called out Mayweather. I, I don't think he's anywhere near ready for that. No, but uh, no, I mean, obviously no. looking for the the payday. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely looking for the pay payday but i i don't think i don't think uh alvarez would, would even should even attempt to to get in there with uh with floyd floyd is a special kind of breed man he's also uh one of my teammates from the 96 squad we had a rich squad back there man i mean if you look at all the all the fighters that came out of it and became champions we have a we have a beautiful squad um but also let me let me um let me talk about uh the upcoming fight there yeah. the upcoming fight man has a uh, the makeup for fireworks, man, from round one until somebody gets laid out. Because believe me, somebody is going to get laid out in this fight. I'm talking about the Antonio Margarito and Miguel Cotto do, you know, part two. So going on, man. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen the 24 sevens? Yeah, I don't know if you heard about what happened at the at the face to face yesterday either. Well, what happened? They, they didn't. They, uh, I, I believe it was Cotto didn't want to uh, square up with him, right? Nah, they were. Yeah, he was calling him, him the criminal, and Margarito's talking about the fact that Cotto got into a fight with his uncle, and Cotto uh, uh, told him he'll slap him in the face. And I mean, wow. it was just there was a lot of a lot of bad blood going on, man. I think uh, personally, my my opinion on it is I got Margarito in it, and I got Margarito in it because I think he's got Cotto out of his game, man. He's he's uh, he's playing the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's getting them. I I think I think too, my, my Margarito too. You know, my wife, my Puerto Rican wife, is uh is, is obviously going for Cotto, 
and uh, we have that discussion here every day. And but um, I told her, I told her, I don't, I don't, I don't think Cotto's gonna gonna come like that just because of what you said. He's got Margarito's got it in his head. And, well, and you don't go to her job be... and pretend like you know how to cook fries, right? So let her, <laughs> let, her let you do your job and, and no yeah, boxing. Exactly, exactly. You know, there's gonna be a good fight too on the undercard. It's gonna be Rios and John Murray. This kid Rios is is a bad boy, a lightweight coming up, and 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 he's making a lot of noise in the lightweight division. That's um, Fernando's buddy, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be talking to uh, Fernando about Rios and seeing if we could get him here after uh, God willing his victory. Uh, to come over here and and spend a couple of minutes with us and um and talk to us about about his performance there and fighting at uh in um, New York and uh, being on a, a big card like that you know they're stable mates as well Antonio Margarito with uh with Rios so it, it should I uh, we'll probably get some inside scoop on 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 how Margarito was during the, all that time so you know it, it should be great yeah Rios know? is one of those kids man he uh he, he's a great fighter but he's He's got a mouth on him, you know, so he's, he's, oh. one of those, he's kind of like Floyd where you, you listen to him and you don't know really how you feel about him. And so I know some people kind of don't like it. Uh, you know, I don't mind him too much. I think he's all right. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I think the, the guy's just speaking his mind. And, um, you know, he's, 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 a young, uh, he's a young buck, ready to rock and roll, man. Um, we're we're going to be going into a commercial break. Stay tuned for the next segment, segment excuse me, the Fighter's Corner. As I talk with my carnal, my friend, Fernando El Feroz Vargas, I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. Be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. 
We're back, and you're listening to Outside the Ring. I like to call this segment the Fighter's Corner. And this battle that's coming up next has always been in my corner, man. Ever since uh, 92, um, and a little bit before that, I've known this 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 young cat, man. And um, this man, I, he's unbelievable. You guys know him as uh, uh, Fernando Vargas, El Feroz Vargas. But I want to give you guys a little bit. Um, he's a 1996 U.S. Olympian, two-time world champion, and he still is the light middleweight champion of the world, the youngest one to do it, Fernando Feroz Vargas. Feroz, welcome to the show, brother. Carnal, thanks for showing, for calling in, man. From Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> hey, welcome. The young, okay. the ravishing, <laughs> dangerous, David Diaz. Hey, what's up, Feroz? my people from the show. <laughs> It's in local, man. But no, that man, that's good, man. You already know, Big Dog. I mean, um, you know, I'd like everybody to know that, you know, me and you have been really close, you know, friends. And, and um, you know, we're on the Olympic team. You know, we're the only Mexican on there. We're the only Mexicans <laughs> on there. Me and you. I'm going to say it. I don't care who gets offended, but because we're the majority and we're not the minority anymore. But I'm going to say it kind of because... When I asked um, uh, Albert Gerardo if he was Mexican, I go, and he said, yes, I go, and do you speak Spanish? And he goes, no. I go, Why am I going to speak Spanish? I live in the United States. When he told me that, I said, you know what, I guess it's just going to be me and Dave, the only two Mexican vatos on the team. And that's what happened. And that's how it went down. That's how it went down, brother. Me, uh, it was, it was uh, Gerardo, which was... Uh, 106 pounder, and yeah. um, it was me uh, at, at what was it, 39, and Fernando at 47 with you. Uh, and but we had a, a Puerto Rican brother, I, Eric Morel, man. Eric Morel, yeah, he was a crazy little little guy, man. But um, yeah, Eric Fernando, Morello, he, um, I talked to him not too while ago, not, not too long ago, and you know, remember when he was um on the team and he said he always wanted a uh, was it a Hyundai or oh, no a Mazda. <laughs> Or something like that. He goes, what? Like, he was talking about a Mazda or a Hyundai. I don't remember what car it was, but it was something of that stature. And he goes, yeah. what? I can't wait to get me one of those. I go, are you serious? Like, Woo, those are hot. And so I talked to him. And that was before then, you know, we went to the Olympics and we're in camp and doing all that. And then um, after, like, um, I talked to him about, about like a couple of months ago. And then uh, I asked me. Eric, what's up, my man? And uh, we were talking on the phone, and then and then I asked him, did you ever get that car that you were dying about? Was it a Hyundai or was it like a, a Mazda? And after he got and he told me what the car was. Oh, yeah, yeah, you must believe I got it. I was laughing. <laughs> I was like, he kept it real, man. He was like, yeah. man, I, was, I don't care about those. Back in the day, it was Lexus, it was Benzos, and, and he didn't care nothing about that. He was like, oh, I'm going to give me myself a my Mazda or whatever it was, but I were laughing. When that yeah, went man. That guy's another. He loved this Taco Bell, bro. You remember that? <laughs> that guy loved it. He would go. And that's the thing that I that, that we didn't understand about all these light guys, man, that 106ers, 112s, they can eat a truckload and not gain yeah. weight, bro. You, you know, know that, I, that, I, that, I, that. I hate it being in camp with people, especially, you know, 
brothers. I love you guys. You guys are good guys. You know, I'm looking for respect for you guys, all the fighters that are brothers. But you guys don't have to. You guys can, like, zap. You know, zap, zap, Judah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, and, um, and, and, and Dave beat him to, to be on the team. But, um, what, 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 what I would get mad at this guy is, like, you'd be walking having, like, butterfingers and snickers. And, <laughs> and I'm like, man, don't you got to make wings? He goes, yeah. I go, yeah. Uh, uh, you can eat all that stuff. He goes, yeah. I go, you're crazy, man. Because Mexicans, if you see us ripped up, if you see us in shape, because you know that Mexican is working hard. You guys, you guys could be eating snickers and butterfingers like you're doing right now and be walking around ripped up. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, chiseled, I know. chiseled. Hey, Fernando, real quick, man. Um, you know, obviously we want to talk to you and and, and find out what you're doing, brother. But mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta ask you, man. Um, you know, I seen on Facebook, bro. You just put put up a picture, man. You look kind of chiseled yourself, brother. No, you know, you mean, you know. But you know, the thing hey, is, hey, well, the question is, though, bro. The reason that that, that happens because. I, I have to work out every day. You know what I mean? I have to work out every day. I saw pictures of me before when I when I had to retire, and I'm like, and people were like, come over there, tell us who's on this picture. I'm like, who's that? I go, and they're like, that's you. I'm like, does that mean? He goes, yeah, that's you. I have no neck. I would look like like I, like I got stunned by like a million bees. You know what I mean? It was just it was just insane. I mean, and. So right now that body looked like comeback stuff, man. You coming back? That's exactly what I was gonna say. That's exactly Don't what I was call gonna it say. A comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call it a comeback, right? You always I've been, been there. there for years. <laughs> and, but, um, nah, you never know. You know what I mean? But right now, you know, I, I want to get my myself in shape and and uh, and continue to be in shape. But I'm gonna be in shape the rest of my life. You know what I mean? And and God keeps on doing great things for me and my family. Continues. To provide to us and and um, helping helping with my investments and you know and I haven't fought in like five eight years whatever it is yeah. I don't remember yeah. but all I know is that so, you know I got continued to provide for me yeah so so what that's great Fernando but okay um you know everybody knew you were from California the Oxnard you represented the Oxnard hard right. um but you made a move to uh, Sin City brother yeah, you know brother, now you're you're in Vegas get on that you. You gonna be singing with, along with Chente? I heard or something like that. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> you know the thing people be like, "Oh man, you you going to Sin City?" But yeah, this is where I got closer to God, so which is which is great. But um, we we we've gone to Chente concerts and and it's just beautiful. I mean, well, this is the entertainment capital of the world, and yeah. you know, and and uh, and I'm an entertainer, so you know what I mean. So um, it, it works for me and my family. You know, we want to go to the strip and have a good dinner. Have a you know take the kids out to see a great show. We could do that if I just want to go out with my wife, have a good time. I could do that. But uh -huh. you know what I mean, um, I, I I just can't deal with this white man's weather and the snow. And I, <laughs> I, I, told, I was like, when uh, you were telling me, yeah, come you know, to Chicago, come to Chicago, in Chicago. So when Dave was telling me that, you know, he was in Chicago, I'm like, time. And so when I found in Chicago, it was so amazing. It was beautiful, like. All the Mexican people and whether, you know, I did my homework because I always picked who I was in a fight. People were like, my manager, yeah, I was talking about how, 
uh, we were together, and um, and then, uh, you know, in uh, 96, you were telling me you're from Chi-Town, and when I fought there, you know, I saw all the beautiful Mexican people. There's the second highest, you know, population of Mexicans in the United States other than Los Angeles, second to Los Angeles. So when I, when, when I, when I, when I wanted to fight somewhere, I always picked where I wanted to fight. And my manager was like, why do you want to fight in Chicago? And I'm like, because there's nothing but Mexican people there, and I guarantee you it'll be a sellout. They're like, I think you're making a mistake, Shelly Pinko. You're Jewish, yeah. but you make money, but guess what? <laughs> but, but I'm Mexican, and I know where my people are. So, you know what I mean? You know your people, I know mine. So, the thing was this. So, once that once that happened, we went to the press conference over there, and it was insane. All the Mexican people showing up. It they show love. They show love. I loved it. I love Chicago. And I was even thinking about moving there, believe it or not. But then they told me, you know, pero, it snows over here. And it snows <laughs> bad. And I said, you guys can keep Chicago. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're out. You're out. You were talking about you were, you know, you're entertaining and everything. I first want I you know, it's, it's been a while, but um, you've got on, you have gotten a star on the Walk of Fame of Las oh, Vegas man. Strip, brother. Hey, man, elaborate on that, man. Tell me how good it feels, bro, to be the oh, first brother. first fighter to do that. And, and, you know, I mean, and uh, like you didn't like to say, un indio, un indio, yeah, who's, who's gotten a star okay. in Vegas, brother. That's Much right. respect. Congratulations. And uh, can you explain to me how, how you yeah, felt? Yeah, man, I mean, I mean definitely, you know, I was humbled by, by you know, the, 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 the people from the, from, um, <clears throat> the Las Vegas Walk of Fame um, contact and he said, man, you know, because everyone, one of the, one of the directors from, from, from there was there when, when I was, when, when you know, I went to, a, to some fights and, and, um, yeah, and to another concert and then they saw me again at a concert like getting mobbed and, and to me, I'm humbled by that because that's all answer prayer. Since I was a kid, I asked God to help me you know, become who I became, and, and I pray on my knees before I go to bed as a kid and as a man now, you know what I mean, still to this day. So, you know, that's answer prayer. has got to help me be, you know, a little bit, just un, un cachito lo que es mi, mi ídolo, el gran campeón mexicano, Julio César Chavez, to be loved like that. I know I, I was like, God, I know I can never be loved like that because that's insane, but I know yeah. you can just give me, be blessed to, to just be loved a little bit like, just a little bit like my idol, I'll be so, I'll be so, I'll always give it glory and praise and I'll be so humbled by it. So when I, and whenever I get mobbed and that happens, I, I still always kid, throw kids to God up in the sky and I tell them, thank you, gracias, because I know this is you, is answer prayer. So they contacted me when they saw these people, um, you know, you know, um, you know, they were mobbing me and they asked me, if I was, a, if I lived here in Las Vegas, I go, yeah, absolutely, live here in Las Vegas now. Because, well, you know, we really would like to have a meeting with you. I go, well, I'd love to have a meeting. Whatever you guys want, want to talk about, we'll talk about. Well, I mean, whatever we could do. I mean, I was thinking some other things. I was thinking some type of business, right? I don't know, but, yeah. um, but we sat down and but, he said, we'd love to give you a start the Las Vegas Rock of Fame and, you know, you'll be the first boxer ever in the history yep. of, uh, of Las Vegas to have his first star in there. And I go, I'm so truly humbled. I go, I would absolutely, it would be an honor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and man, I called you to invite you, 
Right, right. Tener una pelea. Tener yeah, una pelea. Yeah, I had a fight. I had a fight. I had friends and family to come down or no. Yeah, and, and we, speak, we, and, we definitely had a great time. It was, it was just so humbling, come on. I bet, I bet, brother. And speaking about family, man, como esta, how, how's your beautiful China girl, bro? Oh, man. I know, I know, I know she was in a, a little bit of trouble a couple back, but, uh, how, how's she oh, doing yeah. now, man? Well, my daughter's doing great. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for, 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 for sparing her life. She had, um, she had a, a, a hole in her heart and from, from her whole pregnancy, she's my miracle baby. She, from a yeah, whole pregnancy, uh, from my wife's whole pregnancy, they were telling us that we should, we should abort because they think that she was going to have Down syndrome. And I'm like, what? And Down syndrome is usually for people that are, that, that have kids later on in life, like in the, yeah. in the 40s and something like that. You know what I mean? But right. they said what they said, the reason why was because they only saw, um, three changes and there was only, and, and, and there's supposed to be four. But in fact, she had four changes, but there was just no wall. It was like, it was practically, you know, she was, they couldn't believe that. They call her a blue baby, and she's a, and, and she never got blue. She never passed out. I thank you, God. Thank you, God, for all that. You know what I mean? Because, you know, she, 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 there, her symptoms as a blue baby was for her to be like, you know, passing out and, and then right. turning blue and going to the hospital and have to reset, you know, give her oxygen and stuff like that. But she never had those problems. So, you know what I mean? That really brought us to our knees and um, really, you know, really tested our faith. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, I gave God all the glory. And, you know what I mean? Like, man, I asked all people to pray. I prayed, man, I, I even asked God that, you know, to take my life. You know what I mean? And, right, brother. And, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing that now that we, we, we as parents uh, tend to think that way. Now, we didn't understand that concept when we were growing up and our parents did crazy things for us and now we we um we we think the same way right Carnal? Pero yeah, este, I want you to I want you to hang on the line we got to take a quick break and um we got the next segment's coming coming up the championship round uh we'll be right back with Fernando Feroz Vargas on outside the ring with David Diaz Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. What if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place? It can be done, and Darnell Autry proves it every week on Outside the Spotlight. In this program, athletes and artists come together to share their success stories, hobbies, professional projects, and more that will interest not only the sports fan, but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories. If you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer, listen for Outside the Spotlight, Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Fantasy sports is where the action really is. Over 40 million people play fantasy sports, but rarely do they get to quiz the experts. Fantasy Insights is the name and the game. 
Tune in every week as Dish Adams and his guests clue you in on the fantasy football game, what's happening on and off the field, and how it will affect your fantasy team. These experts aren't just beat writers assigned to fantasy football. They live and breathe the game. Tune in to Fantasy Insights with Dish Adams every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. We're back. This is the championship round where anything goes. But be careful, you might get knocked out. All right. We um we have a caller here. Feroz, you're still with us, right? Yeah. All right, brother. We have a caller on the line. His name is Armando. Armando, if you're on, can you say hello to Fernando Vargas for me, please? What's up, Fernando? What's up, Armando? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I just want to thank you guys for letting me talk to you guys. You guys are big idolos of mine. Pressure. Um, just want you to, uh, wanted to ask you a couple questions about what you think about Chavez and uh, Manfredi, also about Canelo maybe facing Mayweather. And what right, well, about that? Well, first of all, thank you. You know, we, we truly appreciate you know your support and how you think about us. And um, well, well, what, well, what I think about um, the fight. Um, uh, to, 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 well, no, what, what I think about the, the fight with uh, Canelo, I did not see it. Mm-hmm. I did not see that fight, so I really can't tell you anything about about when he fought Manfredo because I didn't get to see it. I only heard. Um, uh, definitely, I, I uh, with a fight with uh, with him fighting uh, uh, Chavez. Did you say Junior? Yeah, he said Chavez Junior. He said, "What do you think about a Chavez Junior fight?" And Canelo. Well, yeah, well, you know, I think um, I, I, I definitely would, would want to see that fight. You know, maybe, um, but you know, I, 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 think I, that I, don't, I don't know if, uh, if Chavez has that much pop. Honestly, I mean, he's right. uh, he does a lot. He throws a lot of punches, but I, I'm not seeing him like going into his like man hood strength where I've seen him like just knock guys down. I mean, let's just and that, not I mean, out. That, and I mean, not out. Those are like real big hello, shoes hello. to build. You know what I mean? But, I mean, uh, his dad was a power pressure fighter. And, hello, hello. And he, it's off yeah. again. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. We got you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm on the, I'm, I thought I, had, I was off because I couldn't hear myself. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I honestly think that, yeah, Chavez and, and Canelo should should fight. But I don't think right now, um, right now would, would not be good for Chavez because I, I think uh, Canelo has a little bit more experience than than um than Chavez Jr. So maybe two two years down the road, if, if if that fight happens, I think it will be a great fight, and they keep on continuing to win, you know. So that's um, uh, thanks Armando, thank you for calling in, man. I hope uh, thank you, uh, yeah. uh, thank, you. thank you, Perot. Keep 
you know, I hope you come back and uh, big fan. And you know, you, you've helped us us Mexicans. You know, you too, David Diaz. You know, watch, watching you guys fight, big big inspirations. And uh, I hope to see you guys in the ring. And you know, aquí tienen el apoyo mexicano but tell Fernando where you from, brother. I'm from Scottsbluff, Nebraska. Three, three Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> it's snowing right now. Huh? What's that? I said it's snowing like crazy right now. I don't know how you could do it, because now my people are from the sun. Our people are from the sun. But I thought you already know. I yeah, mean, I got to live in Vegas, and right now it's cold in Vegas. And I'm like, man. <laughs> He yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, well, thanks a lot for calling in, Armando, man. Uh, um, I appreciate you calling in. And uh, remember, every Thursday we're, we're here. Um, okay, thanks, Fernando. Thank you, All right, brother. Hey, hey, so, um, you know, the fight that's coming up next week uh, is a big fight, you know, for Puerto Rican and Mexicans. I have a uh, – you obviously know my wife. She's Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, you but know, there's a big... I sure did. She, 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 she gave me three little Mexicans, bro. And, um, you know, the, the, the thing is that it's, there's a lot of animosity with, 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 uh, um, in, in that fight. Uh, who do you think uh, is going to end up being the victor uh, this Saturday for that fight, brother? Well, I called it the first time. You know I mean? The first time I said, you know, um, Cortez is a great fighter, but... Um, I, uh, I called it the first time. I said, you know, just the pressure that I've seen him, that I've seen from Maradito, and his nonstop pressure. And, uh, he's a, you know, great body puncher, and he puts that pressure on you. But, you know, when, uh, when I saw that, um, that Koto had been down before with lesser, lesser punches, I said to myself, right. you know what, um, I think that, I even said that people, and they're like, they couldn't believe it. I'm like, uh, and then he quit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Once you quit once. Yeah, like, it's easier. It's easier to quit. It's easier to quit. Like, my, 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 like, 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 my jefe, el señor Rodolfo García Bosé, Fernando. La primera vez is la más dura. The first time is the, is the hardest, the most difficult, the hardest, mm-hmm. the most difficult one. I go, what's right. that, Garcia? De, de rajarse. ¿Por qué? Right. And I go, the, uh, of, of you cacking out, of you uh, bowing down by you getting up. And I'm like, why? Because you did it the first time, and that was the hardest for you to do. So if you did it once, you'd yeah. two, you two, can... three. And what that to take your temperature. They already know, just like just like uh, Ortiz. If, or, if they check um. his temperature, and they know they, they, they're in his... They're in his butt. They're in his butt, like, grinding, and he's fighting. We already know you quit. What was it? Was yeah. a fight. It wasn't that even something that that you should have, like, really quit about because you guys are just both going at it. So right. we already know where your heart reads, and we and know where it pumps. It pumps cooling. So we know it don't pump blood. So when push comes to shove, if it ever comes like that again, I feel that the same thing is going to happen. So, the same thing that... It's going to happen again to, to Koto. That's what you're saying. About Yori Bocampas. When right. I fought Yori Bocampas, when I was my 14 fight, nobody can in the world to win. You know, only a 14 fight, they had 76-2 with 62 knockouts. Yeah. And uh, 
He only had two losses. So, you know, um, everybody, man, you know what? He's used to like, the tournament too young and this and that, right? Because they go, Fernando, you don't understand this, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you exactly how the fight is going to be. You're going to box him. You're too intelligent for him. You're going to box his ears off. He's going to get mad. He's going to tell you to start a fight with him, and you're going to tell him, no, I'm too intelligent. And guess what? He's going to quit. And yep, why yep. he's going to quit? Because... Well, I would like to know Diaz's um, opinion about the fight coming up, Cotto and uh, Margarito. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, think Margarito is going to do it again, just exactly like uh, Fernando was saying. Most of the time, when people when people tend to quit the first time, they, it's pretty easy to to do it again. You know, so I, I believe I believe uh, Margarito is uh, he still got the reach on him. You know, I mean, I I, I definitely give it to Margarito, and now he's. Uh, with Robert, so I mean that's that's a, a, a great trainer, man, a great a great coach. So he's going to really uh, uh, advance Margarito. So I think it's going to be a good fight. But I I, I seriously believe that that Margarito is going to come out the victor. Wow, wow, I'm surprised. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why 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 are you surprised? <laughs> you know what? I I really think Cotto is going to you know come out there and you know first of all he's mad. You know he thinks that Margarito cheated and. And uh, and there's the problem, brother. You cannot get mad in boxing. That's right. You get you mad in boxing. You can't lose your head in boxing. And they got they got your head if you if, if that's the only thing that you're thinking, bro. That because he's mad, he's gonna go in there and go I, go get crazy. That's what that's what a fighter, that's what an intelligent fighter wants you to do. It's lose right, your head. Right. Why? Because then he knows he got you. Right. He's gonna make you get crazy, and then you're gonna swing all wild and do. And you're not gonna have no fight plan. Rolling and, roll and Fernando, you know, rolling, <laughs> rolling Fernando, guys. We get, uh, hey, man, this is a great show. We had great fun. Uh, Larry, I appreciate you staying on the phone for, with us and listening to us. Phone was rumble. Uh huh. I think um, my phone was on mute. Yeah, right. No, but I, I want to, I want to say thanks to both of you guys. To Larry for, for being my guest co-host and for Fernando again for staying on the line this long and, and helping us do it. Um, thanks again to everybody for tuning in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. Next week we'll be right back. I gotta run because I gotta Bro, go pick up my boys. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us. Outside the Ring with David Diaz can be heard again next Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you next week.